0: Hello, humans, and welcome to the Podociesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends and two guys who wish they were part of the Temptations. You know the Motown group,
1: the Temptations? Jim Morrow and Alan Casey. How are you guys doing? Oh, I really do wish it. Man, I'm doing great. It's you know what it what you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the devil is bowling outside. Oh uh with the little thunder and rain thunder. where I am. And that is appropriate given that we're gonna be talking about temptation and evil. Oh
0: my. Oh, oh so that temptation. Not Bad the temptations. temptations.
2: Not the temptations. Not but, the temptations. Uh, temptations. But temptations. wow, you! Were, I, I watched you searching for the joke <laughs> so hard. I was. I was. And um, Alan didn't even give you a minute with he it. He really didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, we will not allow you to be tempted into thinking. That you are about funny. yourself in things that in ways that you are not. I, uh, <laughs> I used up all my mental capacity today for that <laughs> right there. So I'm done. <laughs> so I, I'm, a, I'm on my afternoon coffee in my mug that my daughter got me, which says on the front, I heart meetings. <laughs> it, this is my church mug. That's fantastic. And, and my daughter is six and she saw it at TJ Maxx, which is a source of temptation for yeah. 90% of the people in my family. Oh. But my daughter oh. is a very avid you reader, should, and I was in meetings, and she wanted me to have this mug. You should so write ready. in
1: parentheses, uh, that should have been an email.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can put that. There's room yes. still on the mug. Yeah, that yes. should have been an email. And, yes. and your six-year-old daughter
0: gets you that because she loves her daddy, but it not knowing the complete irony behind that 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 mug, probably. Oh, like, yeah.
2: This is uh, my favorite. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Well, outside um, of my firebrand mug oh, firebrand. and my spirit and truth tumblr, or, this is oh, my third or, favorite drinking receptacle. Or
1: you could add before it, I love parentheses, class meetings. Oh, dude.
2: Dude. I love how we're talking
1: about this visual thing that nobody can see because we're on audio. <laughs> like Wait, love, we want you to draw great. this picture okay. in your head.
2: I love class meetings as actually is actually okay. Nobody take this. We have to do this before the episode goes live. That's good Potokisa's merch. That, that is, is very really good. good merch. I Wait. heart class meetings.
0: So you know, it's legal to do ah. this when you're trying to do a trademark thing. Uh We're calling dibs
1: on that. So
2: that's it's, yeah, official, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, dibs. official, official dibs. we called
1: dibs.
0: It's I've been asking I heart, about our
1: merch, and I think we need to provide. I think, yeah, I heart class I think you're meetings.
0: right. I heart class meetings. That's so good. Um, Brett literally has his pen out. And I he's am writing, writing down. He's going to sketch out this
1: uh, intricate design for I love, I heart class meetings. That's I'm amazing.
2: This, this That we'll later, I will later,
1: next year, be sold at TJ Maxx.
2: That's right. Uh, did you all know, get this, and, and I think everybody will enjoy. This is, Mike, we are almost done. Yeah, with the Wesley's revision of the shorter catechism, we are yes.
0: This is the we're second not, to last. We're not
2: almost done catechising. Uh, wh- no, I'm confused. But we have almost completed all of the questions of this catechism.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's I'm con- amazing. I'm confused. And-
1: it says shorter. It says yes. shorter. Yeah, and it <laughs> took us. Two and years. It's taken us two years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. When you talk about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way.
0: Um, so when we're done with this, next, the next episode will be our, our last one through the the, the shorter catechism. Uh, our listeners, if you've gone through every episode, um, will know everything they need to know about Jesus, about the church, about, about everything. From the right? catechism, not from, from us. Not from
2: oh, us. From the not catechism. From, us, from the catechism. Yeah. Like, no, oh, from the catechism. And, I, and we'll hold on to this for a minute because we're still firming up some plans, but some— Really like exciting plans for podachesis. How we're going to continue to talk about yes. what Christians believe and why it matters yes. into into more than the near future, like a long term set of plans. Yes, very,
1: very much. Very, so. very This excited is what we call
2: that. a tease. A tease. A oh, is that what I'm doing? This, yes, Teaves. yes. It's, it's oh. officially called Teaves. a tease. Gasp. I did not know what he <laughs> yes. was doing. I didn't oh, know. no. Yeah. Now you was, know. Was now that quasi-manipulative? You know. Yes, yeah, oh quasi. My. So it wasn't fully manipulative,
0: so it's okay.
2: It's just quasi. That's just quasi-modo.
1: I'm sure the <laughs> listeners are like, would they just get on with the well, thing?
2: <laughs> so we need to earn our banter by we jumping do. straight into our content here. That's we're true. We're continuing. I'll let Brett take over a minute, but we're continuing um, in this section of the Catechism. These questions are walking us through the Lord's Prayer. Yep. And to back up, I love how the Catechism says, hey— One of the ways that you learn about basic Christian belief is to walk through these important sections of Scripture. We did it with the Ten Commandments, here with the Lord's Prayer, and what we have found is the prayer that we say frequently among most Christian churches is so deep and rich, and Wesley, in his notes on the New Testament, has beautiful, strong things to say. Yes. So um, I'm excited about this, getting into our next question. Yes, regarding the Lord's Prayer. So why
0: don't we um, oh, my phone just went off. that was crazy. Um, why don't we go ahead sure. and do that? What do we pray for in the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer?
1: In the sixth petition, which is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we pray that God would either keep us from being tempted to sin or support and deliver us when we are tempted.
0: Mm. Mm. so um this this piece of the lord's prayer is the one that usually is the place where i i will pause for a moment um this is the place where i think about the temptations in my life or where i have given into temptation usually if i'm praying the lord's prayer as part of my daily prayer exercise um it is the place where i will slow down a little bit um, to, to reflect. Um, let's look at some scripture on this. Uh, we've got just two that we're going to look at, um, Matthew 26 and second Corinthians 12. So, um, let's start with the gospel.
1: Sure. So, uh, the, the passage that is in the catechism, um, is Matthew 26. and I'm gonna look at verses 40 and 41, and this is Jesus, um, praying in, um, the garden, um, uh, then the night that he's arrested and, um, he's got the disciples with him and he goes off to pray. And, and this is what happens. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. I mean, they're sleeping on the job guys and yes. Anyways, uh, yes. I never you... do that. Yeah, no, I never, um, my old office had a couch, but I never used it. Of course. Never. Um, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so, um, Jesus is, is encouraging them to pray to not to fall into temptation, um, which they continue to do in terms of sleeping on the job, uh, sleeping as they wait on, on Jesus to, to pray, um, but just the need for us to pray for us not to fall into temptation um, is, is sort of rein, uh, 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 reinforced by Jesus here.
0: You know what's interesting to me about this whole um, incident, um, more so than—well, as much as the, what's going on with Jesus in the prayer and his prayer in his time in the garden is how he is so adamant with the disciples to keep watch like he keeps going back to them saying, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Why are you falling asleep? That, that just almost, I don't know if tenacity is the right word, but he's just really wanting them to keep watch.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, that's a fascinating story. I won't digress too much, but you think about they can't really do anything for him, but the deep need of his heart is that they are with him and praying for him. And that's a powerful thing. So, you yeah, know, in the lives of other people and in our own lives. So we just really don't discount the power of just keeping watch. Yeah. Very but much but so. in this, it's very interesting, Brett, that Jesus needs this.
0: Yes, very much so. And then uh Paul's got some words to say about this.
2: Yeah. So one of the other uh proofs, so to speak, for this passage comes from Second Corinthians twelve, verses seven through eight. This is Paul's thorn in the flesh. And if you have ever gotten a thorn in your flesh, my goodness, it hurts. that business hurts. It hurts. It does hurt. It's I irritating. There were black wild blackberry bushes on my way home yes. from elementary school, at Crooked River plantation, and we'd go get us some, but they were so little, and then they they'd get stuck in your finger like fiberglass. Yes. But this is different. Let's hear what Paul has to say. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, And so Paul is talking about—this um, it's, it's, is an interesting thing—a um, thorn was given me in the flesh for the purpose of him not being conceited with his mm-hmm. gifts and talents and abilities and whatnot. We don't know what this refers to, mm-hmm. and there are some good creative guesses out there. Yep. Um, just a little bit of scriptural observation here, um, to keep me from being conceited, a thorn was given me doesn't say God gave me a thorn. In fact, it says this thorn is defining as a messenger of Satan to harass me. So there's an interesting thing going on, an interesting dynamic going on there. Um, But Paul, in the midst of whatever this experience he's having, is praying to the Lord, uh, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, and he's persisting, and the Lord is answering by By showing him the great sufficiency of his grace. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that... One, that's a beautiful thing to me. Later Mm -hmm. on in this, uh, or earlier on, somewhere in here, it talks about when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. Your grace is sufficient for me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things this prayer does is we make it a part of our daily language is we keep on casting ourselves upon the grace of God. Mm -hmm. We keep on casting ourselves upon the grace of God. And I wonder... I can't get into Paul's head, and I'm reading and interpreting through the text, but how do you get to a place where you can talk about this as casually as that and to say that it had that that God's working out a good purpose in it, like to keep it from being conceited, mm-hmm. except for you, take this temptation and this whatever it is, and keep casting yourself upon God's sufficient grace? It's one of the things that this petition is doing. It's recognizing that we are not strong enough um and that we are sufficient without giving in that God is su- or that God is sufficient without us giving in, that God is sufficient in the battle of evil
0: which is which is the biblical narrative, honestly. I mean if you if you see, uh, for example, I think we may have talked about this or brought this up in the last episode, but uh, at the end of Genesis, with Joseph, yeah. and when he confronts his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good, yeah. has used for good, I mean um here paul is you know it's going to affirm that Paul uses that type type of language all the time uh you can read that in romans where uh for um in all, all uh, we we believe that in all things right um mm-hmm. that God works for the good of those who love him um and that we are more than conquerors, no matter right. if we're persecuted or hungry or infirmed or whatever, we're more than conquer i mean this type of language is used throughout that um I like how you put it that God is more than sufficient um To do what God needs to do, Um, Michael Wilkins, a a New Testament scholar, writes about this from this about this prayer, especially from Matthew, uh, the Matthew version of this. Um, He writes, he says that the final petition addresses the disciples' battle with evil forces. Uh, "Quote and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one." Uh, End quote. Since God is not one who tempts His people to do evil, James 1.13, the word rendered temptation can be used for either, uh, for either temptation or testing. Um, in Matthew 4, James 1, this petition indicates that the disciples should pray either for relief from testing or for their testing not to become an occasion for temptation. This is similar to a standardized Jewish morning and evening prayer. uh, Bring me not into the power of sin and not into the power of guilt and not into the power of temptation and not into the power of anything shameful. Mm. Jesus directed his disciples to pray this way in the garden of Gethsemane. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, willing, but the uh, flesh, the body is weak. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's—I mean, there, there's some, a spiritual battle that is taking place, and um, we, are, we are asking God to—when we pray this, we are asking God to either keep us from it or to deliver us from it when we are in the midst of it. Um, I think far too often, though, we give um, we, in. Um, we give in. Um, mm. we give in. So, um, let's talk a little bit. What are we talking about when we are talking about temptations? Of
2: course, we're not talking about the Motown group. Um, wh- what are we what are we talking about? Well, see, I, hold on, I only signed on to this episode to talk about music. I didn't realize. <laughs> you can't bait and switch my contract like that.
0: Well, I mean, we're already going. I mean, you're just oh, okay. Going to, uh, yeah,
2: I mean, it, it is what it is. So take it up with your agent. But um, Yeah, so how would you define temptation? Uh, I like the the image of of something that feels alluring. Mm-hmm. To a to you think of like a fishing lure, mm-hmm. it lures you to get caught. Yeah. Um, the temptation we're talking about here is specifically temptation to sin. Yeah. Um, in the Catechism, um, but I think it's anything that we find alluring that would that we would deviate our our, our gaze upon God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find things alluring in different ways in different times and places. It's not always the same thing. There are mm-hmm. some things that m- might always be alluring to us as an individual. Mm-hmm. Things that are uh, tempting, that are temptations, kind of across cultures: mm-hmm. sex, money, power, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Leave chocolate yeah. off the list, please. <laughs> but there are <laughs> t- there there are times when when a temptation I think is going to be very unique to you, depending yeah. on where you're broken and where your needs yeah. are.
0: Yeah
2: um temptations normally are uh i don't want to speak so broadly but temptations can often be um bastardized versions of what you actually need um they can be so for example uh promiscuity or pornography could be a way in which you try to connect with another human when you need to connect actually with another human Mm. um the twinkie could very well be because you are hungry and tired, but you need actual nourishment mm. with whole grains or something. But anyway, so you can see it, it kind of can take it off a little bit. Yeah. That's 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 my riff on on defining temptation on the spot. Yeah. That's a pretty I, good riff.
0: I think so. The the alluring piece to this, um, temptations by their very nature are desirable, right? Like they're they're alluring. They're they're not something we would, if we're tempted by something, it's because there's an, there's uh, something within us that is attracted to it. Sure. That's, I guess that's
2: what I'm trying to get at. There's a Um, book I've got called glittering vices. mm. I need to remember who wrote it. Um, It talks about vice uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to virtue, but it talks about how it's, it glitters to catch your attention.
1: Mm. It's the, it's the, it's the bait on the hook, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's. Um, but it's, but I think we need to, like, it's not sin though, right? Tempted to be, to be tempted is not to sin. Now, if you fall, if you give into temptation, right. Uh, sin, then that is sin. But, um, cause I think we're all tempted all of us right. are find ourselves in situations where we're tempted to sin. Mm. Um, but it's only when we, do sin, that it's a sin, right? So, right. Um, it's not a
2: sin to be tempted. Right. right. Correct.
1: That's a much better way
2: <laughs> Well, and, and you know, that's actually—I think that's really important, and I don't know if it's mainly a, among <clears throat> male new believers, but these are maybe the people who talk to me more sure. about this. It could be new believers in general. There's a sense of like, I must have bad faith because I keep being tempted. Hmm. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. the conversation is not like, well, if you're being tempted, you're obviously, you know, bad and not good. It, to be able to say, hey, look, to be tempted is not to sin; to give in to the temptation is to sin. Now let's talk about maybe why that's happening. Yeah, uh, where you can draw strength through that, and then my friends, get out of the get out of the environment that is very tempting.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and um, I think who, that's a- who was it that says, "Flee from temptation." Is that James? Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe it is James. Uh, and and that's isn't that what Joseph does? And or yeah, Joseph in yes. the Old Testament with Potiphar's wife. You're right. The man, the man's not like I can handle this environment. The man just drops his robe and runs out the room. He does. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Just get um, out.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, flee from evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. Uh. Pete. That's Peter. Um. There. So.
2: You um, I think I think you have Peter memorized or tattooed on your back or something
1: <laughs> I, so I like what um James one says um and it's the idea first of all, it's the idea that God is not the one that tempts us um and so yeah sometimes people can can have that fault but um mm-hmm. so so he says when you're tempted to do wrong, do not say God is tempting me this is james one thirteen hmm Um, God cannot be tempted. He will never tempt anyone. A man is tempted to do wrong when he lets himself be led by what his bad thoughts tell him to do. Mm -hmm. When he does what his his bad thoughts tell him to do, he sins. When sin completes its work, it brings death. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like when you let yourself be led by the bad thoughts, whatever Mm -hmm. those bad thoughts are, uh, because like as Jim has already said, they can be, um particular for you as an individual um there are definitely some common ones that hit men there's some common ones that hit women but each one of us has our own little things um it's being led by those bad thoughts that lead to sin um
0: so let me ask this question then not to play any type of advocate here but um <laughs> <laughs> not, not to play satan's messenger's advocate so, yeah so uh, james and I, james i mean god does not tempt and um what James says there. How would you then? Okay, I'm, I come to you and I, I say, man, that sermon you preached on temptation was great. I appreciate what you said. I appreciate what you preached on out of James. Um, what about Abraham and Isaac? Um, is there a difference between the testing that was taking place in Genesis 22 and what James is talking about here?
2: Yeah, one, uh, you're talking about Ab- Abraham. Making his way to sacrifice Isaac until God intervenes and offers a ram.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a very complex and likely different kind of story. Um, is God tempting Abraham to do something there? Is is Abraham doing something that will take him away from the will and desire of God at that point? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what we find is uh, at the end of that story is a God who will not take you to sacrifice your children. That's right. So, right. So yeah. it may be odd, right, that God led him up there, but boy, is that a lesson we remember generations later, exactly, and one that is, is a type of Jesus. God yes. provides the lamb for the sacrifice, right. So I would say no. I think I think there is something to be said though about the Job parallel. Mm. Um, mm. God doesn't tempt Job, and of course, I, it's still interesting to. to really dig into what kind of genre of literature job is right um but god allows job to be tempted consider my servant job <laughs> yeah actually kind of like hey what about this guy yeah no let's give him a shot yeah. um
0: you think at that moment job is like hey god i i love you i appreciate you
2: lose my number please <laughs> <laughs> delete my account yeah <laughs> um yeah god certainly that- does powerful things in, yeah. through, and around, I would say that God's not interested in causing you to be tempted. What, yeah. I think, what I think happens more along the lines, and I'll stop talking in a second, is that God does test. God And, and test also means to strengthen. It's mm-hmm. not always to see if you pass or fail an exam. You think about test like fishing line. The word test refers to it's the, abil- the amount of weight it can carry, mm-hmm. the amount of stress it can go under. Mm-hmm. Um, but you test you grow through testing, you grow through that strengthening. I think more along the lines of the the ancient concept of consolation and desolation, Mm. where God will intentionally place distance between you and Him to withdraw in a way so that your faith can bear fruit and grow deep. Mm. If we're in a constant state of consolation, where we always feel the nearness of God, do we really have—are we, are we growing stronger? And I think this is, this, this is uh, Ignatius, I think, I'm pulling Consolation and Desolation from. The answer is no, and the stronger you are, the more you're capable of enjoying God, and the more you enjoy God, the more you're capable of being stronger. And so I don't think God g- does cause temptations. Why are they present in the life of the, del- of the believer? Well, sometimes God withdraws slightly from—or turn, turns— Slightly in a direction and leaves us in a place where we feel less close. Mm-hmm. and Therefore, all of the natural things that come with that come with that. That's mm-hmm. one other riff
0: on this. But if we, but the closer we are to Him, then our, our inclinations will be not to turn towards the vice, but to turn towards Him.
2: Sure. And if we do turn towards the vice, wow, don't we learn a lot? Yes. About where we need the Lord.
0: I, you know, listening to you, this came, this, I mean, this passage out of uh, Romans came comes to mind, and it's you know, we we know this passage, but um, um, this is from the end of chapter chapter eight, where uh, Paul will write, um, "What then shall we say in response to these things? Is if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things?" Who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword, as it is written, for for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things— and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I'm convinced that neither death nor life neither uh, neither angels or demons nor things present or things to come uh, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus and just you know with temptations with hardships with whatever it is um desolate you know the the desolate if you will as as jim was talking about um no, in all these things, trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, and all these things, we are more than conquerors. And that's that 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 call to turn to towards Jesus. <clears throat> Recognize we are victorious through Him.
2: Um, yeah, we got to work that out sometimes.
0: Yeah, we do. One hundred percent. This is not easy stuff. Temptations gotta make not that real. E- yeah, temptations are not easy. And how do we know it's not easy? Well, let's look at the life of Jesus himself.
2: Well, that would be a fancy thing to do on a podcast about (laughs) Christianity. So how does Jesus'
0: encounter with temptations, particularly in the wilderness at the beginning of his ministry, but how does his encounter with temptations model for us how we are to respond when we are tempted? How can Jesus become that model for us so can y'all recall i, I know i'm kind
1: of throwing a curveball i we didn't what story we, are you talking about i have no idea what we're even talking i'm just
0: joking <laughs> Okay. Whoa. <laughs> like, oh. what oh. <laughs> wow alan had a serious
2: look on
1: his face yeah. i was <laughs> yeah this
2: is the temptation in the wilderness it's told it's told oh, in, in two, yeah, two, two and a half of the right. gospels yeah well yeah. like
1: well so for instance i mean he's tempted he's tempted three times yes and so um and each time he responds with the word of god Yes. Um. So I think, you know, I think that's a model for us, a reminder for us to be in the word, yeah. to know the word, um, to know what, you know, just like you, you read from Romans and that how God is for us and that we are more than conquerors. I mean, to remind yourself of these things, we, especially when you are tempted mm-hmm. um, to, to remind you that God is there. God is present. God is. I mean, that's the reason why we pray this prayer. The Lord's Prayer is to help to ask for God to help us in our time of temptation to not Mm -hmm. fall into temptation and as the catechism says um for his support and for him to deliver us when we're tempted yeah i love that
2: in the catechism yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely you know what else is interesting about the temptation stories and how jesus handles temptation that story comes immediately after the baptism of jesus yeah in which the voice of the father says this is my son in whom i whom i love yes all right, and each temptation comes out it was something of well, if you are, yeah. All right, so there's something about the depth. Uh, how 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 much do you believe that you are God's son, Jesus? And mm-hmm. for us, do we believe that through Jesus Christ and the adoption of the Holy Spirit that we are God's children? Right. Right. And there's and he comes into the desert from that place, and the fasting strips everything else away. Yeah. And so there's something to that. like, What is it going to take for you, Christian, to really believe when all is stripped away Mm. and to rest on nothing else but that you are, through Christ and the adoption of the Spirit, a child of God whom God loves? If that's who you are, and there's no question, then you don't need to worry about what people will think of you when you jump off a building or, or off the Temple Mount, or if you're Jesus? You don't have to worry about some of these temptations lose their power. So there's that part of the story that I think is fascinating too.
1: Yeah Yeah.:
0: um, With that being said, uh, Wesley, in his notes on the New Testament, um, has this kind of beautiful prayer in line with the Lord's Prayer at this part where he says. Whenever we are tempted, O Thou that helpest our infirmities, suffer us not to enter into, into temptation, to be overcome or suffer loss thereby, but make a way for us to escape, so that we may be more than conquerors through Thy love over sin and all the consequences of it. Now the principal desire of a Christian's heart being the glory of God and all he wants for himself and his brethren being the daily bread of soul and body, or the support of life, animal, and spiritual, pardon of sin, and deliverance from the power of it and of the devil. There is nothing besides that a, there is nothing besides that a Christian can wish for. Therefore, this prayer comprehends all his desires. Eternal life is the certain consequence, or rather completion, of holiness.
2: Man, that Wesley guy to know what he's talking about. He does.
0: I mean, it, it is, and and he covers it all. I mean, I mean this whole um, your daily bread of soul or body or the support of life or the support of the you know, of creation or the spiritual, the pardon of sin, the deliverance from the power of it, and of the devil. And and Jim, you said that you know Jesus, the fasting and all that he went through, and his turning toward the Father, and all. I mean, he strips the temptations of their power.
1: Boom, man, it's good. I'd
0: stuff. never actually thought of it that way. Like you know, for me, it was he was a conqueror over temptation because, of he was the living word, and so we need to understand the power of the word. Yes, that's true, and he—that uh, is true, and it is true, and he like all this other stuff. But the the very fact of the matter is, right? I mean, I just preached a sermon today, and I actually said the words that you know, the resurrection of Jesus strips the power of death away. And that's exactly what we're having here. Jesus, I mean, it stri- strips. He strips the power of temptation.
2: Interesting. It's pretty cool. And it has to that has to be real in you because when the rubber meets the road yeah. and you're faced with a temptation, yeah, the idea that Jesus got through temptation by quoting quoting scripture has yeah. got to somehow become real in you, or else mm. you have an idea and a temptation.
0: Mm. Yep. So. Let me ask this: Just
2: uh, y'all ever did? Uh, y- do y'all still memorize? Scripture? Y'all ever did? Y'all, y'all ever, ever did? did y'all ever did? Welcome Jeez. to Georgia Methodism. <laughs> y'all true. ever did? This is yes. <laughs> y'all ever did? Y'all ever did the scripture memory? Mem- yeah, I and I wish I would do it more.
0: Yeah, there is something very powerful. I know we've got scripture at our fingertips now, with not just scripture, but the Bible. But you can do basically a good Google search and find what you need to look for. You know, um. But there's something powerful about recalling scripture in moments.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, hmm. Hey, let's let I got to get some real talk. Okay. All right. So if you're tempted and you fall, Hmm. you sin, you give in. Hmm. You got to get the mess away from the things that tempt you. Hmm. All right. So let me tell you what this might mean. This might mean you got to move to a different group of relationships. Gentlemen, ladies too, it might mean that you need to stop using a computer and a smartphone. Mm. What are you going to do? Lead me not into temptation, you ask, except lead me only so far away from it. Yeah. All right. That right. might mean that you're going to have to open your mouth and tell your sister or your brother in Christ, "Hey, I struggle with alcohol, drugs, gussing language. I overspend. Uh, I struggle with this," so that somebody knows. Yeah. If you keep, you can't, you cannot be surprised if when you walk the slippery slope that you slip. Mm-hmm. So stop walking the slippery slope. Right. That's a big deal.
0: No. I, I, yeah, I agree. Um so small I mean, groups, band meeting. I mean, all that's so important. Is it
2: is it not rat- like when you when we're in a moment, it seems like it's so hard to not click next episode on Netflix. Yeah. But you know you're whiling your life away, you're not sleeping, everything's suffering in your life. But somebody outside outside of your your head is gonna say, just shut off the computer. Yeah. Right? And right. so why are we putting ourselves in continual positions? Do you need to reorganize your house? Do you need to give something away? Mm. Do, you, do you need to uh, make some major change like that? Mm. Do you need to tell somebody what happens and when they can expect you? Do you need to give your passwords to somebody else? Uh, do you need to give your debit card to somebody else? I mean, these are the things, when, when the Bible talks about fleeing mm. and resisting, I just don't think, I don't think that willpower alone is enough, otherwise... Uh, the Bible says in 2 in Corinthians, it doesn't say your willpower is sufficient. It said, my grace yeah. is sufficient. Yeah. Sometimes you sufficient. got to move. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, I didn't realize that Jim was going to be stepping all over my toes this this evening. So, um...
2: Look, if you're like me, and, you ha- and whenever you have a pack of Oreos in your house, it's a single serving package, don't put Oreos in your house. Yeah
1: truth, you know? Man, so hard. Yeah, I mean, you just you got to you got to you got to remove the things that enable you to fall into temptation. Yeah. Um and part of this part of that's telling somebody, talking to somebody. It is uh, absolutely cuz I think somebody. um the the temptation that we can fall into is that we're alone um and that we are fighting alone and dealing with this alone and we're not. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: People will notice, if, especially if you have somebody to reflect with, that you tend to fall into the same sinful patterns or tempted by the same things when you're in certain states, yeah. not like Arkansas or Texas. <laughs> uh, but Have you heard of the acronym HALT? I'm sure you have. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm-hmm. Um, like when somebody's hungry, it does something to your body, it does something to your mind, yeah. and the way you think you could be tempted if you're lonely like, or if you're like tired. Like don't
1: go to the grocery store when you are hungry.
2: Uh, right or the gas station for crying out loud! Yeah. Yeah. I walk so, out of there with three king size risa cups, and yeah.
1: you will pay for it too. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's it. a great that's a great um, acronym there.
0: Halt. It is halt.
2: Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Lonely, tired. I think that's one of the few beneficial things I've gotten from a bishop. And I'm we just kidding.
1: lost. There it just, is. There it we is. just lost any uh, any bishops in the room. That's
0: right.
2: There are no bishops listening. If you're to a this. bishop and listening, please uh, let us know.
1: Yes, please, <laughs> please, please inform us that you stopped listening today. Right.
2: Everybody else, you know, you laughed.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, someone just wrecked
0: their car.
2: <laughs> just remember, before every bishop, before they were a bishop, wasn't a bishop. They get it. they, get they, it. they get, they get, it. get, it. get yeah. it. They totally get it.
0: No, you're you're right. I yeah. it's so, so this whole discussion. So I was just I just was driving back uh, about two hours, two and a half hours away from from a funeral today. And um I was talking to a buddy of mine for about an hour and a half on the drive back, and he was asking me how I've been doing with my my weight and everything, um, which is a is a subject. And <laughs> it's <laughs> a, subject. That's a subject. It's a subject. A weighty subject. subject. It's a weighty subject. y'all are a mess um and and the thing about my friend is he's very um he's very blunt like he'll be just like well then just change it just start (laughs) yeah (laughs) start uh Mm -hmm. don't eat that like for me the struggle is so real like my I just go completely defensive like but you don't know how hard it is blah 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 but he's right I mean at some point I'll never lose the weight that I need to lose or get healthy if I continue to surround myself with the things that I'm tempted
2: with. Sure. And, that, and, and, and of course, you're making, internally, you're making connections that are not being made externally. Not to say that any kind of weight or, or like that is sinful, but for you, you have yeah. a call. Yeah. You have yeah. a call to change these behaviors. Yeah, 100%. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, health issues.
2: Yeah, all this all other stuff
0: too. So, um, absolutely. So, uh, you know, dealing with temptations is not easy. This is probably one of the—this this is the thing. This is the struggle for us. It's not easy. Um, but, uh, you know, Christ is for us. He loves us. That's right. If we fall, um, I love how—what uh, is it, 1 John? Um, um, uh, if we do sin, if we do fall in sin, um, we have an advocate mm-hmm. to the Father. Um, there, there, there's a, there's a. It's not if we do give in to temptation, God doesn't all of a sudden just stop loving us.
2: No, He says if you confess your sin, the one who is, you know, he's, he's faithful, faithful and just. Forgive, yeah, you know. to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Praise God! Yeah. So doesn't that just make us like free to be hypocrites though?
0: Uh, well, Paul would say no, but very <laughs> emphatically. <laughs> uh. No, yeah. Should we keep on sinning so that grace may abound? Um, no. Um, so it's not easy. But if we are to be the people that God has created us to be, it's necessary to walk, th- to, to do the hard thing. And you're not His doing God.
2: it alone.
0: And you're not doing it alone. This is God. You got to lean in on to God's grace in this. Because if we did it, we can't do it alone. We can't do it. Um, we're too weak. But uh, God's grace is with us and it, it abounds.
2: Yes. And, uh, you know, we don't have time to, t- to go into this conversation now. Somebody else could do it later, or we could maybe a bonus episode at one time. I just, I want to lift up to somebody out there who's listening and, and just talk to you about how, how important your thought life is to this. Mm-hmm. And your thoughts are more powerful than you think they are to your own, your own mind. And guys, we don't always think properly.
1: Mm.
2: We don't always think well. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, that's why the long obedience of, of hearing and marinating in truth and doing that with other people, you'll find that more and more um, these temptations have less power over you as you approach perfection and love. Um, and we pray for the day for each one of us we yeah. experience, even if it's just a moment, but hopefully a long time more, um, where we are free Amen. in the Spirit of God. Amen.
0: Well, um, I think that will bring this episode to an end. We've got one more, guys. Oh, my gosh. One more. The next episode.
1: I might cry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Tune in just to hear (laughs) Jim (laughs) Jim cry. cry.
0: Um, We will be dealing with the last question in Wesley's revision of the Catechism. Until then, remember that the Podakiesis podcast is a proud member of the Spirit and Truth Podcast Network. Spirit and Truth is a movement of Wesleyan-minded Christians seeking to awaken and equip the 21st century church through the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. We long to see a new movement of Christians who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in the truth, and mobilized for the mission. For more information and resources, visit spiritandtruth.life. And uh, I know this is uh, a little bit more timely, um, but Alan at his church in Meadow, Georgia, he's having these guys come out and do an awakening weekend at the end of August, right?
1: That's right. August uh, 25th, I believe, is what the date is. That's awesome. So, so, yeah. if you're listening after this, don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we invite you to come August yeah. 25th to the 28th, Meadow, yeah. Georgia
0: it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome and I was actually just talking to one of the guys who um, I think is coming and he's pretty excited about it so um, yeah, yeah. Um, hit us up on social media at Potty this is where you can find us on Facebook on Instagram and on Twitter um, and uh, just find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. share us with your friends and family leave a five star rating and review we got another one by the way we're up to 56 uh, five star ratings and reviews so that's pretty awesome Let's keep that coming. Yes. And uh, until next time, when we uh, close out the Shorter Catechism, but not the podcast, we'll talk to you later. Y'all have a great day.